amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We're fucking robots. Blog Talk Radio. out a group, group of women by eavesdropping on their conversation and making a bad pun. At least I got some really good Olive Garden, so uh, yeah, so I'm currently in a, a really shitty uh, striped shirt with tacky cufflinks because I said, damn it, it's a co-worker's birthday, and I said, you deserve the shittiest shirt in my closet. <laughs> what are we reviewing tonight, Robert? We are reviewing uh, the new album by one of my favorite uh, bands, uh, the British extreme metal band Acker Cock. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, isn't the album Renaissance and Extremis? Yes, sir. Right? Did I get that right? All right, good, good. Yes, sir. Because I'm currently driving home, so I have nothing to look at to uh, reference. I'm classy, damn it. <laughs> you do put the S in class. Anywho's, um, <laughs> I put the ass in class. And of course, sitting in the third chair, keeping it warm, doing it right, is the disapproving dad and host of source material in his own right. A man who did not care for this album, and he's going to tell us why. Why, Jesse Stotcher? Why? <laughs> well, as we go through the songs, I will most certainly let you know. Actually, 
what I have noticed a lot of times on this show is if I don't like something, I second guess myself a lot. And the good thing is, is I have you two guys to tell me why I should like it. So things may change as we go forth with Ackercock. You never what know. What Jesse Starcher just said is that he tries to have his own opinion and then is bullied by myself and Robert Cooper <laughs> into liking what we tell him to like. That's what he just said. That Mark uh, and Robert lie. Cooper are a bunch of fucking assholes who won't let Jesse think for himself. <laughs> no, Don't I mean, worry, we have a we have a chance to become politicians. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that sounds like a fun career path. So, yeah, I, I look forward to you guys explaining to me why this album is good or at least has its bright spots so uh this is the, again this is the first time i've ever listened to anything by these gentlemen so i don't know anything about the band i have nothing about uh, i know nothing about the catalog or anything that's come before this what so. what band jesse starts here what what's the name i don't understand who are you talking about i we're talking about Ackercock. Ackercock. you are talking yeah yes we are talking about Ackercock. Yep, it's going to be one of those shows, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> where suddenly a bunch of 40-year-old Go men descend into, <laughs> descend into being 12. And as I said to oh, Jesse yeah. last night on TV Party Tonight, you know, I, I come on this show, and I'm talking to two friends, and it feels less like a show and more of just a conversation among buddies about a, a subject I'm passionate about, and that's heavy metal music. And, and so there's a tendency to say things that I might not say in mixed company. And then when I find out, when I meet people in real life who have either listened to our show or ask me, what's the name of your podcast? I'd like to listen to it. I would like to sign up for your newsletter. I, I, I want to listen to the podcast after I tell them I do one. <laughs> I suddenly become very nervous because I know what I say on here. <laughs> And there is uh, a tendency yeah. for, there is a tendency with this show for us to descend into silly juvenile potty humor. Oh dude, with with a band name that has the word cock in it, okay? Just ah. be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Just be prepared. Indeed. So if uh. you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you you're <laughs> Just, just know that, ni- that none of us can stop ourselves. The band's name is Ackercock. I personally can't stop saying it. And there you have it. So, Robert Cooper, the Metal Coop, why don't you tell us what an Ackercock is and why everybody should get themselves some Ackercock? Why should everyone love the sweet, sweet sound of Ackercock pounding in their ears? <laughs> I mean... Ackercock is best cock. I just got to say that. I'm no connoisseur of the cock, but if I know a good one, it's the Acker <laughs> variety. <laughs> so, anywho. Seriously, uh, <laughs> say, yeah, seriously uh, folks. <laughs> so, if I'm not mistaken, the first album was uh, 1999's uh, uh, Rape of the Bastard Nazarene. Because, you know. Is that, any, uh, is that anything like Jesus is a cunt? Uh, but a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not, uh, is that the album? No, I think the next one, Goat of Mendez, has a naked... No, they both have naked women on them. Okay. 
Uh, because one thing I've learned about this band and my uh, uh, consumption of their media, including music videos, uh, most of their music videos include lesbians, uh, strippers, wine, and Satan. Which, you know, honestly, if I were going to make a a um, music video, I would. Like, their uh, video for Leviathan is them sitting in a parking garage, playing metal, and then in some scenes just sitting there drinking uh, drinking wine from their, uh, their goblet uh, while a burlesque dancer uh, dances for them. And I'm like, you know what? These fuckers know what's up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I discovered them in... Shit, probably 20, 2011 or so. Uh, I bought their album Antichrist uh, from 2008, which is the last album before this one. Uh, Axiom was my favorite song off that album by far, but as I listened to it more, I came to find that I really enjoyed uh, all of the variation. It's a, it's a very interesting album, uh, especially when you look at a lot of their past, uh, a lot of their past output. Their past output, uh, they started kind of a interesting like black metal band. They had other influences, it was obvious. They still had some progression. But as they went along, um, their influence, their, it, the more progressive influence started creeping in. Like uh, Antichrist, there's uh, pieces like Middle Eastern music. Uh, there's stuff that I would even describe as some ele- uh, almost like an electronica influence. Uh, the final track is, a, uh, is almost like a love song to Satan. And it's acoustic, and it's, one, it's a really wonderful song. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's they're a band that um, the more I listen to them uh, musically, the more I respect them. Uh, lyrically, they could be slightly juvenile. Uh, not really juvenile in terms of poop jokes, but just like uh, songs like "Of Menstrual Blood and Semen" is one of my favorite, or "Skin yeah. for Dancing In." Uh, that was those are both off of "Goat of Mendez," if I'm not mistaken. And, and I mean, those are some great song titles. Don't get me wrong; it's just I look at it and I don't I don't fully take that as seriously as. Uh, some of the songs are for Renaissance and Extremis. I really feel like they've uh, they've matured in a way because uh, before they broke up, well, yeah, broke up. I'd say they broke up. Uh, they stopped touring and everything. Uh, they were pretty much wearing full suits on stage every night. I think they were wool suits. They looked wool, uh, full suits. You know, always doing the Satan thing. Uh, now that they're back, they're mostly doing kind of your. I mean, they're still wearing like leather jackets and everything. They look a little more classy. But, uh, yeah, they're not really doing the Satan thing as much anymore. Uh, they really kind of seem like, you know, th- they were in their rebellious 20s. Now they're kind of at that uh, era in, like, their mid, mid to late 30s where it's, you know, it's finally time to start uh, getting serious and uh, settling down in a way. That's the way I look, That's the way I look at this album. It's more of a uh, slightly more reserved Ackercock. I mean, they still have fucking awesome black metal passages, but I uh, I equate this album almost to more of a, uh, like, if you mix, like, a little bit of Opeth in your Ackercock tea. That's kind of how I look at this album. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of that more of uh, Opeth, well, early Opeth, not current Opeth. Current Opeth is, uh, like, Mike Ackerfelt's uh, love letter to 70s prog rock that I'm like, all right, I really miss you screaming, sir. <laughs> All right, well, let's not uh, delay any further. Let's go ahead and give this Ackercock <clears throat> a whirl on the old record player. Get a gold swing of the Ackercock. <laughs> yes, let's let the Ackercock just dangle there for all the world to see and then take in its glory. Are you ready? 
Are you ready for some Akakok, Jesse Starcher? Oh, bring it. All right. I'm, I'm wide open. Uh, this is, oh, oh, you're no. open to the Akakok, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Are you now? <laughs> uh, I'm 41. All right. So this is our first try. <laughs> you're 41? Jesus, I'm Mark. I'm 41. And I have two children. Oh, by the way, Jesse, my daughter tested. She's uh, she's on the level she was supposed to be before the holiday, before like. There we break. go. Great. Yeah. Awesome. See, I I took over reading with my daughter. She's a fucking genius. Parent <laughs> of the year, right here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's all yeah. you. That's right. My wife will. My wife can never leave me because if she does, she'll never be able to raise these children by herself. She needs me. She needs me. <laughs> She needs the uh, she needs the strong, yet kind hand of one Mister Mark Radlich. Yep, she need, Real quick before we get into this, my my daughter has a tendency to if the book starts to get hard or if she get, starts getting tired. Oh fucking Josh Calandros and Patrick Mullen are in a sissy slap fight about Justice League and Thor. Oh, what the no. hell, man? Oh yeah, man. Uh, oh man. I, I'm, I'm worried about Justice League because. There's still no reviews out. I'm like, ooh, that's never a good thing. Oh, then you haven't seen my Facebook feed. Oh, no. How bad? Yeah, it's 48% on Rotten Tomatoes so far. The Rotten Tomatoes hasn't actually officially released the score. <laughs> uh, the article was, well, I am on like a million tangents. The article was basically that an app that that feeds from that draws its feed from Rotten Tomatoes, released the score, and it was 48% uh, rotten. Uh, and so and so that's now making the rounds. Um, and, and, that, and that's just now. Like, it's going to get lower as you get the big yeah, cracks probably. in. We all know this. That's usually yeah. how it works. Once the people, once the snooty people show up to the popcorn movie, the rating goes lower. So if we're starting at 48, mm. we are... Not uh, good. Not good. Yeah, that's not good. Which I'm probably still gonna go see it this weekend, just because I'm like, ah, why well, the fuck not? I, but if I'm not I mistaken, I heard they were, <laughs> I heard they were gonna stop doing the shared universe thing already. That's okay, what somebody told me, and I thought that was. I, here's my I heard, understanding heard, of what's happening. Here, here's my. <laughs> okay, so real quick. I'm genuinely in so, I'm genuinely sorry you can't enjoy fun movies. I'm genuinely sorry you like terrible movies. <laughs> Uh, the, the last response was a thumbs up. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad that ended without nuclear war. Um, anyway, <laughs> what my understanding of what they're doing is, while Marvel, they're, they're still going to have a, a shared universe, but two things will be different than Marvel. With Marvel, it's like a series of chapters all leading to one sort of unified story tying everything together which is what they're doing with Infinity War. Uh, they're saying, this is the universe, these people exist in it, but, they, but the movies themselves will stand alone in that universe. So, like, Wonder Woman wasn't really dependent on you knowing anything about Dawn of Justice or, um, or Man of Steel or anything like that, or Suicide Squad. It, just, it was just independent uh. on its own. And any movies that follow it will will be dependent on Wonder Woman itself, not of any any of these other movies. Same thing with Suicide Squad, uh, the Batman, etc. Suicide et Squad was shitty. God, it was I, still okay, I don't want to get into it. 
I, I don't want to get into the rabbit hole where, 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 we, where the, this is the metal hammer of movie reviews. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but I'll, I'll just put it like the, this. Uh, it is the ship that sailed a thousand insecure, identityless soccer moms. Terrific. Wearing um, pink hair. The other, the other thing that's happening with the DC shared universe is they're not going to shy away from doing Elseworld stories. So there, th- we Ooh. might get... We might get an Elseworld movie that has no continuity with anything that's already been established. That you know, it basically they're gonna let you know they, they're gonna back off some of these directors and kind of let them tell their vision, which isn't a bad idea. It's just you know, it's it's just an admission of we can't get our shit together. Nothing we do works. So fuck it. We'll just let the artists dictate what they what they're gonna put out there because God knows we can't. You know, get, get yeah. a unified vision going. Oh, I got an I got an opinion, but we've got a, we've got metal to talk about. Um, so real quick, j- just to, to get back on the original tangent, and then we'll play music. Um, oh gosh, I was oh so my daughter has this like tendency to like she'll start like slurring her words, or she'll scratch and you know clear her throat, or force herself to cough, anything like to, to get out of reading. And you know she <laughs> deals with a father who she deals with a father who works in a jail. You know, we, we have to tie people to chairs. I'm, it's not going to work with me. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's like this, I, have to, I have to order, like, shots for people. And I don't mean, like, alcohol. I mean, like, shoots you in the butt and calm you the fuck down shots. Shots. Because uh, shot. they're getting out of hand. So, yeah, she's, she's not, she's not going to get anywhere with me doing that. But I, do, I did recognize that we do read sometimes late at night when it's close to her bedtime, and she's getting tired. So the other day, uh, she was starting to do that, and she was messing up words that I knew she knew. And I, and I shut the book, and I said, I want 10 jumping jacks right now. And then I made her do 10 jumping jacks, and then I made her spin around, and I made her shake her sillies out, and then I said, sit down and read the fucking book. And she did. <laughs> and now she's on level 10, which is where she needed to be by, by Christmas break, motherfuckers. Yeah. Just needed some focus. Just needed some focus. Um, just- Fathering right here. Hashtag fathering. All right. Um, could have said parenting, but why use the English language appropriately? Right, millennials? Okay. Let's. You said fathering uh, because I, it was all you, bro. All you. Yeah, that got goddamn right. Um, all right. Uh, I could go on, but nobody wants to hear me go on for another hour about how great of a parent I am. So let's. Uh, <laughs> your wife does. Let your wife know. Save it for your yeah, wife. Sure. Oh, she knows. Yeah, she yeah knows let something. her know. You can, you can go to sleep on Jesse's couch. I don't have a couch. <laughs> oh, no, no. She, are you kidding me? Every time I get a report of, like, my daughter passing an RP test or when she, uh, when she goes up a level, I remind her that I'm the one that saved the day and she's the one that had the meltdown. I'm an awesome husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then remind her that she's the, uh, and then remind her she's a teacher. Mm, yes, uh, I don't ever let her forget it because she doesn't let me forget it. Okay, Ooh. this is Ooh. this is track Ooh. one. This is looks like we're giving out clinical psychology advice.
before we go any further, Jesse, I just posted a link to something I want you to upload um, so that people can get a sense of what I'm talking about. But I mentioned Christian Death before. Another band, and band I'm actually immediately more familiar with, that that second part of the song kind of reminds me of is Sisters of Mercy. Uh, again, there's a whole genre of music that, you know, it's, it, it, it's heavy... It's heavy in the the music, but the the vocals are a deep, 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 clean bass, and that's what I was talking about before. I mean, starting off with sort of you know the Cookie Monster vocals, I was like, oh God, if this if this is an hour of just Cookie Monster vocals, well, we're already doing a Cannibal Corpse album this year. I don't need to do a second one. Um, <laughs> but there was enough variation, I think, in that first track, and then there should be. It was seven minutes long. And I actually went over the halfway mark a little bit, so just, you know, just to hear that second part. But for me, the song really got going when it got to that gothy part. Coop, there, did I just lose? Did I lose everybody? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Oh no, I was. Sorry, I was. I was reading while I was listening, but I forgot to put it on speaker. My bad. Uh, yeah. Um, but something I actually really love about Akercock is, uh, I think is it, I'm trying to remember how to pronounce his last name. It's Jason um, as Mendoza and Mendoza, because it's not Mendoza. I want to say Mendoza for some reason. Men, Mendonca. M-E-N-D-O-N-D-A. Mendonca. Mendonca. Mendonca-donca, yes. Yeah, his, and he's bald now, which makes me sad. He had a pretty killer head of hair, but he's 46. I didn't realize these guys were all in their 40s. Try not to sneeze. You'll have to give me a bear with me. But, uh, yeah, his vocals, uh, even when they started out, uh, oh, one of the songs off their earlier albums that I really, just the single that I really gravitate towards was Horns of Baphomet. And it's 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 so interesting. Like, I think Jesse would probably hate half of it because the <laughs> vocals on it are a black metal screech. Oof. Oh, it is it is loud and it is. We, but when you hit the chorus, you, but when you have the chorus, you hit the, the same tone that you have in this song. The uh, the vocal styling that really kind of deep, uh, like that deep almost wail in a way. Almost, I don't. Oh well, yeah, wail. Is a wail a good way to put it? I would say wail. Uh, you have that in the chorus, and I find it just almost entrancing. Really, something that I find. Uh, Intoxicating, that's the way I would put it. It's like every time I listen to their songs, uh, I oftentimes get the the more clean vocal verses stuck in my head. And I yeah. I find that very interesting. Um and another I interesting can, thing about I can this totally album see is that. uh is the uh this actually reunites them uh, with their original guitarist, uh Paul Scanlon, because uh, he was their second guitarist. Jason Men Mendonca has has been their uh one of their guitarists. I don't know if he's a lead or rhythm. I never figured that one out. But uh, the, those two, as well as their uh, drummer Paul Gray, have been around. Have been in the band since '97 now. Well, I think Paul Scanlon left after Coron Coron which was a fucking killer album. I fucking love that album. Uh, oh, that doesn't look good. All right, sorry. Jesse. Before uh, you jump in here, oh, I'm sorry, Robert. Uh, finish up if you're not done. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna finish up with it. Uh, and I know their keyboardists and bassists are fairly new, but uh, I, I think this is a real return to form for them because Coranzan was a very interesting 
very interesting album, and it was a lot more progressive. Uh, Paul Scanlon's a wonderful guitarist, even though I did see a uh, live performance from uh, Vakken from them where somebody really needed to work on the uh, really needed to work on the mastering or the kind of like the levels because they were it was awful. It was really hard to listen to because I was like, ooh, this is. This is off. But yeah, this opening song here really gives you an idea of what you're getting into. You'll have kind of your thrashier elements. You'll have your black metal gallops. There's a lot of uh, guitar work that's reminiscent of their previous uh, albums. Like when I hear certain uh, elements, like, you know, uh, for example, when you're listening to Ice Earth, you know you're getting that John Schaefer gallop. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you there, there's parts that are always sort of... Uh, reminiscent of other albums but i think this this album takes it a lot further and we'll, as we go along through the album i think it'll be uh i think it'll really show kind of just how how i feel like the band is progressed and matured in a way okay jesse before you commit to uh thoughts and feelings on the clean part of this which i think is one of the issues you had you know correct me if i'm wrong mm. but wait on that correction for just a moment i want mm-hmm. you to hear a great song. This is Temple of Love by the Sisters of Mercy. And here, that sort of motif done exceptionally well. This this was, for its sub-sub-sub-sub-genre niche, kind of a hit in its time. Right will rain on walls as wide as lava's eyes. 
Jesse, just kind of give me stream of consciousness, a couple of minutes here of your thoughts. You heard the first Ackercock track, um, and, and you just got to hear some Sisters of Mercy in the Temple of Love. Just let it fly, man. What are you thinking? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Disappear. That first song off the Ackercock album. It immediately had me excited initially at the beginning few minutes. And then things changed. And I didn't think it was for the better. Now, Mark, I know you have an issue with Cookie Monster, uh, the Cookie Monster vocals and things. But I was kind of excited. I'm like, okay, I could possibly dig this. Now, let's talk about what we just listened to, Sisters of Mercy there. That's the first time I've ever heard them. But I could tell what you're trying to get across there, Mark, in regards to the vocals, how it's a deep... um, you know, a, a deep kind of a, a gothic type bass driven vocals. Uh, but if you notice, if you really pick those vocals apart, they're kind of harmonized with a little, some, some higher stuff every once in a while. With Ackercock, we don't get that. We, we don't, we're just subject to the lead singer attempting to do something similar. And I'm going to tell you right now that there is something that does not sit well with me at all. I mean, I, and I don't want to offend anybody. I do not want to offend any fans out there in any way, but I swear to goodness, it, if this guy is trying to sing, it is not coming off well at all. If he's trying, well, with Sisters of Mercy, everything sounded perfectly fine. It sounded like it was in tune. And, with Ackercock, I do not get that. I mean, we have some spectacular instrumentals going in the background, but when he starts, when he starts to sing versus, uh, he does do a banshee well, a whale in here somewhere. I think we hear that uh, in a in a one or two songs, and we get the low end growl. But man, the vocals that he the clean vocals take me out, dude. And I, I, am I am I wrong? Am I saying that it's off key and it's not really? Maybe my ears are just screwed up. I'm tone deaf or something. Tell me, uh, Coop, am I wrong? Because you could you could tell me. You hurt my feelings. Hang on, hang on. Okay, can we table that? Can we hear a couple of more examples of his clean vocals before we come to the conclusion that he's either off key or he is in fact harmonizing and you're on ill hallucinogens? Um, let's, <laughs> uh, it's only one or the other folks. He's either, he, he's either right or he's on drugs. Um, yes. well, welcome to Rattlet's land. So let's go ahead and play track two <laughs> and play track two here. And, uh, let, let, let's give a few more of these a shot and then let's come, let's round back to the debate over his clean vocals. Okay. This is track right. two, one of the shorter ones on the album. This is Unbound by Sin.
Okay, I really like that track. Um, you know, I, I, I think, and I, and I don't want to uh, misspeak. It's not that I don't like Cookie Monster vocals. I certainly like my fair share of death metal. At least that's what I tell people at work. But uh, I like variety. I, I have a difficult time, especially if the song is long, uh, in, ingesting just nothing but growling, incomprehensible growling. Uh, so I like the fact that th- they keep it heavy, they keep it galloping. Um, th- you know, there's, there's a lot of thrashy elements in these songs, but then they break it down. And like, and like Robert said before, you get that Opeth feeling without it dragging into the dirt and mud and boring me to suicide the way Opeth does. Sorry, not sorry. Um, people listening to this going, he doesn't like Opeth? Burn him! Burn him! <laughs> but no, I fucking hate Opeth. This this is much more interesting to me. All right, Robert, what are some of your thoughts here? I love Opeth. I think you're just, uh, just overreacting. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love old Opeth. I like, the- like, honestly, I love older their older stuff. Their newer stuff just doesn't I get what it is. It's like, oh, I love King Crimson. Hey, let's be King Crimson. But as for the uh, Sisters of Mercy, like it really kind of reminded me of uh, somewhere between uh, new wave music and uh, something like the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, kind of that atonal sort of sound to it. The, the wiki of it was, you know, it's gothic rock, which it would be accurate. But I also saw it was like post punk, and I'm like, okay, sure. Um, you guys go ahead and chit-chat for a minute about this album and whatever comes to mind, which usually leads to Robert telling one of his work stories, but I got to run away for a second, so I'll be right back. <laughs> Mark knows that when he comes back, he'll have no fucking clue what's going on in the podcast, why the hell we're talking about what we're talking about. <laughs> so I went so, to the library. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you You shared a a video here, a music video, Leviathan. What's that? Which which album is that off of? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's off uh, Cora. Uh, is it Chronovon? I don't. Hold on. I don't have my Spotify. Do, 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 do. I apologize. Right. I, I get let you. Me, uh, let me look at it. I don't know if it's me and pronunciation and pronunciation with this with this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's, it's like, I think it's on like Choronzon. So it's C-H-O-R-O-N-Z-O-N. They don't make things easy for us over there in the U.K. sometimes, especially when they're Satanists. So uh, I'm sure we get all sorts of fun words that we don't use too often in our own, in our own vocabulary. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, the reason I sent that was... Uh, Hold on, let me get my ass off. All right. Yeah, the reason I sent it was because, uh, like, I felt like if you really wanted to get, like, a pretty much an entire song of just singing, like, that song's more or less it. Uh, mm-hmm. I fucking love that song. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying when you say his vocals are uh, out of, like, off-key, off, off key, off-pitch. They feel like it. But, it- uh is well, I, I'm not disagreeing. I I can okay. see that. I I think that's part of part of the appeal for me. Perhaps it's it's got a it's a different it's a different sound and it's wholly unique to him almost because 
Um, I mean that he's been doing it the entire time he's been in this band. There's nothing. It's nothing new. Nothing new. It's really okay. just. Yeah, that is that's his vocal styling. I don't know if it's just because he doesn't. Uh, you know, maybe he just doesn't want to want to sing properly. Maybe he can't. But I I feel like personally that's one. It's one of my favorite things about the band. Uh, okay. But yeah, um, I just really love it. And I fucking love this song. Uh, one thing I noticed that was interesting in it was uh, uh, almost a Gojira esque, like early Gojira, uh, the, the yeah. guitar work. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, something that kind of reminded me of of kind of that early era. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the albums. I can't remember them because uh, well, Tomorrow, Mars the Serious is one of my favorite albums by them. But I was gonna it, say, it kinda, it was very most recent one i think we covered that one on here didn't we yeah magma yeah and i can i can see what you're saying even with that album uh how they they're fast and furious and then they kind of slow it down and it gets very melodic uh at, at some point so yeah I, I i can definitely uh pick up what you're putting down there sir yeah back. yeah it, uh Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I only mentioned the library once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, which, which they have. Ahead. They have Criterion Collection DVDs. I'm just saying. They do. They do. Terrific. Let's go ahead on to track three here. This is Insentience. <laughs> Sweet dreams are made of the... Sorry. What was that? I said I was going to say I was somewhere between that and Fade to Black. (laughs) Mm. Yep.
that did a better job of mixing uh, two different vocal styles and as you were saying with the Sisters of Mercy track, more harmonizing with the music, Jesse. Um, I will say this, that he doesn't do the Cookie Monster growl in this one, at least up to the point that we played it, uh, but he do, but he he is screaming, and it's it's kind of an off-key scream, but I still think it fits the song, and it's not an unbearable listen. And then it gets to that slower part, which, again, it's got a really groovy bass line, and the, the, the pitch isn't quite as deep. It's a little higher, uh, but like I said, it seems to harmonize really well with the music. Uh, what do you think of that one there, Jess? Well, this, the vocals at the beginning of this one, I mean, it honestly sound like they were just, there was no production whatsoever on those vocals. It was just like he laid those out there and that was it. They didn't go in there. And I, I, it almost felt like he was at a concert uh, and, 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 and singing because there was nothing. It just felt like raw vocals to me. Um, and it, the way they started it out, it was frantic and in your face. And he's, you know, somewhat screaming, singing pretty harshly there a little bit. But, and then of course they slow back down. I, I'm, I've already been proven false by saying that, you know, he didn't have, uh, you could tell there's somebody else singing along with him here. Uh, that's what we got from sisters of mercy. I could hear that pretty clearly. That must have just skipped my brain because I was more focused upon the off-key stuff. But because you can hear, you you can hear, you can hearly clear, or you can clearly hear uh, that there are (laughs) (laughs) there are a couple people there are a couple people singing there. Uh, It's either him singing along with himself on the track, or somebody else is backing him up, or whatever. But regardless, uh, you know, again, each and every one of these songs, they start out. I get so excited the way they start out and then they do this thing where they, they got to slow it down. And that's probably something to do with the, the type of music that these guys play and then in the type of band that they are, but man, it's, it's just like, I wish they would keep the pace up and keep the whole in your face stuff. And because they do a great job, but maybe that's just not who Akakak is. No, that is not uh, I would who say Acker that, Cock is. <laughs> well, I would say it's uh, it's fair to say. That. I mean, they were that definitely. Uh, okay. They used to be a very, they used to be a very in, uh, they were a very intense band in some ways. Uh, I feel like that's almost part of their. Uh, I would say like more the maturation process. Like they don't always go balls out, you know, full bore. Uh, there's a lot of times when they'll just kind of pull back and either let a let something uh, kind of simmer, or even better, they just go and play wicked fucking crazy solos. These guys are damn good guitars, I do have to say. Uh, <laughs> I, I fucking love the solos. Uh, it's, but I just, I feel like perhaps it's just them doing something differently than what they used to. I mean, it's been nine years since they put out a new album, uh, and it, I, I really do feel like it shows. It's uh, they're they're a lot different than the way they they used to be in many ways. Like they used to have like longer songs too, but they they weren't this progressive in my opinion. I uh, I did find a page by the Angry Metal Guy. We've talked about him before on here uh, on the podcast, and he did write an article about this album. Uh, 
so I was looking for justification in my whole criticism of the vocals. And granted, it's not much of a justification, but it, it does say, uh, he says in here, crowned by Jason Mendonca's schizophrenic vocals, sometimes daft and off-putting, at other times powerful and dreamy, is an acquired taste. I would agree with that. I have acquired that taste. Taste acquired. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to the next track here. This is track four. First to leave the funeral. one where I thought the vocals got very grating all of a sudden. And I could definitely I could definitely hear what Jesse's talking about. Like, did he just walk into the studio, burp into the microphone and walk out again? Because you're right. That is... Alright, that's that's a wrap, everyone. That's a wrap. Like, he was just fucking drunk. <laughs> like, well, we only paid for so much studio time, so I guess we'll fix it in post. Um... <laughs> No, we won't. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt the the vocals on that were very grating. 
Like, it was even more off-key and screechy. I don't know if that's the right word, but just... You know, it was kind of like 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 a boy going through puberty. Like, yeah, it was not pleasing to hear. And I will give them this, and most likely this is more of a compliment to the band because it may very well be, you know, these guys are smart artists, I would assume, and they're intention is to set a mood or set an a um, oh, what's atmosphere for a song uh and my guess is, is he's complete he is doing this completely on purpose uh I, i'm looking at the lyrics of the song it seems like a pretty obviously you could tell by the title it's a pretty grim song the first to leave the funeral uh, and you look at the lyrics, you're not going to be able to pick out the meaning like right offhand. I'm sure it's going to take some digging to try and figure out what he's talking about here. But it's not exactly, you know, unicorns and rainbows. That's for damn sure. So the vocals, <laughs> the way he handles the vocals may be, he is doing that on purpose most likely to try and get the feeling across to the listener as well uh, these are artists we got to keep that in mind i criticize these guys for sounding like you know it's it they just come out of fourth grade chorus or something that's that's not the case i know these guys are good musicians they're good you know this is a this is a, a singer that's been around for a while so he knows what he's doing uh I, I, i'll give him that and that's probably my guess as to why it sounds so bad coop what do you think man I didn't think they sounded awful. I, I, I will say that upon listening to this with your guys' uh, uh, kind of opinions, yeah, I can see why this, the vocals on this would be uh, would be kind of grating in a way. Uh, at least now you know what I was talking about when I was talking about the screeching. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does that screeching. Who is he good at it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, that is that's what Horns of Baphomet like the first like quarter of that song is that which I I, I I like it I don't mind it I'm I'm really fond of this band I don't know if you can tell uh, yeah vocal variation is something uh, Jason Mendonca definitely has uh, a lot of whether positive or negatively boy does he have a lot of different voices he's like the uh, he's like he's like the male blank of uh, <laughs> of this band <laughs> you know <laughs> he's metal's male blank I still love that story, you know, where uh, Mel Blanc was in the coma, and the and the uh, way that they uh, got never the way that it. they got him to talk was asking to speak to bugs, and it worked. <laughs> okay, are, are you serious? I oh, shit you not, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. they asked, uh, "Can we speak to bugs?" And he started to, uh, he started talking as Bugs Bunny. That's crazy. Uh, I still yeah, enjoy his Christmas song. The hat I got for Christmas is too big. <laughs> it's nice. Oh, God, was that him? But he's too big. Yes, that you was my blind. Saw, he's too big. We've got, we've got the tree up. And Mark Radulich's, uh Christmas playlist was on the radio for a few minutes Woo! as we put up the Christmas tree. What was it? Uh, was uh, Dominic the Italian wait, wait, Christmas wait, wait, wait. donkey there? Yeah, that should have started it off. It was... No, the the big hit in my house is uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That's of the big it one. Is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. 
<laughs> See, I don't play Christmas music in my household. Christmas. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I don't because I work in retail. Where I was like, for example, I was buying shoes the other day, and apparently the girl there was hitting on me. And my stepdad's like, "Did you notice?" I'm like, "No, haven't we already uh, covered this?" Oh wow! Yeah, because uh, I was like, "Ha, I, this is exactly how it went." I said, "How old are you?" And she says, "21." I'm like, "Excuse me." She's like, "He asked how old I was." I was like, "No." I said, "Howdy, how's it going?" <laughs> <laughs> I was. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah." She was staring at you like the whole time. I was like, "Well, fuck. Next time, say something." Jesus. I'm bad at this. Wow. But anywho, fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Reindeer started playing. And I just turned up. I was like, Jesus Christ, it is not even Thanksgiving. Because I, I was like, all right, guys, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be listening to damn Christmas music for a month. And I didn't like Christmas music that much to start with. Like, it does not, it does very little for me. Because my family never listens to Christmas music. And what makes it worse is what we're going to be mixing it in with is like, goddamn Taylor Swift. God, whoever programs the music at my store loves Taylor Swift with a passion. <laughs> Can like, I just say I think your wife like, is fantastic, Jesse? I'm sure you're correct. Keep your I'm going to jump off a cliff ear bleeding music down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was playing. Is that some, what she uh, said? Yeah, what yeah. was I playing? Some Calma? I was playing Calma. That night I, I went insane. Like. I was sharing the shit out of it on Facebook, sending it to you guys. And I, was, I was like, I'm going to fold some clothes. I'm going to turn on some music. And my wife's in the kitchen, and she's like, I am going to go jump off of a cliff right now. I said, it's Mindy. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. You'll be okay. Listen to this. Bang your head a little bit. And she wasn't having none of it. So, yes, she, uh, she told me to keep it down here. I, I don't think I could have. This one would have went. This album would have went over so anywhere, anywhere near better. So I, I have a question though. I that that that's like a fifty-song playlist or some shit. You could have gotten, you could have listened to the whole thing or or a lot of it while you were getting up that tree. I mean, surely the tree didn't go up in like seconds. So my question to oh, you, you is, who turned why who turned it off? Why and was why? it only two yeah. minutes? You you talked yeah. to my daughter, the twelve-year-old of the house, has. I've already talked about how upsetting I how upsetting it is that she has access to my Spotify account and can mm-hmm. it has now screwed up my whole daily what is it my daily mixes like three of them are all rap and pop and shit. Well, she's also got herself a nice little Christmas playlist. And well, guess who was help? Mark, I I will I will put the tree up, but decorating it, I'll be I will gladly leave that to the wife and the kids. So I will go off and play some Marvel superheroes while they are doing their, you know, all all the fun stuff. So I I gladly allowed them to have control over the uh, over the radio as well. So unfortunately, when they're in the car, that's when they can't escape me, and that's when we will be blasting that at some point as we go around looking at Christmas lights. Terrific. All right. Well, I certainly can't. I I, I certainly can't debate you on that. Though I will tell you that um, when we put up the tree in my house, that Christmas playlist will be playing in only that Christmas playlist. And we will start every year, we start the proceedings with Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. <laughs> awesome. Awesome sauce. You make sure you play that. I know one of your sons really likes doing the hee-haw sound. So, you know, so I know, oh, yeah. like, I, I know they dig it. Oh, yeah. And, 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 uh, 
Oh man, what was the other one? The there's one. Oh, it's bang. I think it's uh, the the hat I got for Christmas is too big. Where it's bang the drums, boom, boom, boom. Oh, they love that. Right, so bang, so bang the drums, do do do. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I got married to there. my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Caleb, Caleb thinks that's hilarious. I think it was when August Burns Red, August Burns Red started playing. Then they mm-hmm. were like, uh, okay, let's get back over to Mariah Carey and. And uh, whatever else they had on their wow, what is it now? That's what I call Christmas music, number twenty. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have been like, sure, we can go ahead and play that. And I would have taken whatever was playing it and thrown it out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have made him sing a rousing chorus of Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. All right, so hee-haw, hee-haw. <laughs> hee-haw, hee-haw. All right, track five, familiar ghost.
us about that track. I mean, yeah, I, uh, quite frankly, I really dug it. Do, 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 do. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, unfortunately, it's, uh, there's not many songs on this album that I really, I'm not fond of. Uh, female vocals on this were kind of surprised, though. Uh, not something I saw coming. Uh, yeah, it's not, actually, it's not something they really, they really have had much of previously, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I could totally be wrong. I don't have their entire discography memorized, but yeah, I don't remember them having many songs with uh, female vocals. So it's a nice little surprise, you know. Yeah, I dug it. Jesse, what y'all think? Uh, I got a question for you, Coop. What do you think here when it comes to them putting together a song? Do you think that I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the lyrical content or anything off of Dark Lyrics, but do you do you think that they would write? like the lyrics first and then put the song around it? Or do you think it's a mishmash or do you think it's, okay, Hey, we've got this, we've got this tune. Let's, let's write some lyrics for it. What's your thoughts on that? You know, that's a good question. I'm not, uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I've noticed that uh, in terms of lyrical content, their stuff isn't necessarily super detailed. Like they don't have a ton of, like they don't have a ton of words. If that makes sense, like uh, a lot yeah. of it's musically based. So I'm wondering maybe if it's a little bit A, a little bit of B in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking perhaps a. Uh, I'm thinking that maybe they're a uh, more music. They sound almost more music first, just based off of their uh, what they have going on right now. So that's what I'd lean towards. Okay, I can see that. All right, let's go ahead and move to track six. This is a final glance back before departing.
I have to say the instrumentation on that one's probably my favorite on of the entire album. That's a really great song. It's also one where the semi-clean vocals didn't bother me too much. I actually enjoyed his vocalization between the way it starts and then the Cookie Monster vocals later. I thought that was some nice variation. Overall, it's probably one of my it's probably one of the best tracks I think on here. Man, you're not kidding about the the guitars. <laughs> I, I was just sitting there thinking this sounds really, really good, and I would love a Ailstorm treatment of making like uh, what would this be? This would be ex- the dog version. Yeah, what what is the name of the album? Resi- Renaissance and Extremists for Dogs. <laughs> Please, the world doesn't do need another for dogs. <laughs> It really yes, doesn't. It does. Oh, and it's obviously getting late, and you're getting confused, Mark Radlich. It's okay. And, and people but, paid uh, money for that album. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, no. So wonderful. But, yeah, man, I would love to hear that song minus the vocals just because I think it is spectacular, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Mark. It's it's It, it, it has a definite bright spot when it comes to this album just based off of what you can hear in the guitar- guitars and the drums and i'll give the vocals a pass here as well coop yeah yeah uh i really enjoy it i really just fucking dug this song um vocally yeah pretty good they're the minst- instrumentally they're just i think they're they've really moved on to another level from they used to be a really impressive band but yeah uh i mean they still are uh, but I feel like they're just they're different. They really have up the uh creativity in a lot of their work. That's that's really how I see this album. I see this album as kind of a continuation of where they were going. They were getting a lot more experimental and progressive on Antichrist and uh this is uh a, a renaissance of sorts. Ooh. And extremists. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Track seven, this is one chapter closing for another to begin.
I say that I thought that song was pretty? Is that okay? Is is pretty a good word? Because I I thought they did a really good job with the vocals there, and, and you know it's a. Uh, I still I think it kept up the 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 pace of the album uh, without being boring, uh, and I enjoyed the clean, higher pitched vocals. Okay, I'll give you that uh, because it is it does come off as a very one of the words again that he used was dreamy, the angry metal guy. Uh, you know, he he used the word dreamy to kind of discuss some of the ranges that this guy had, and yeah, it's evident in this song. Um, I can't really. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna crap all over this one because it it set out to set a uh, set an atmosphere, give send out a vibe, and it did a, it, it did its job. So. Coop. Yeah, uh, vocally, I I love this song. Um, it's another one of those catchy ones. In terms of a lyrically, just looking at it, it looks like almost somebody uh, dying <laughs> and trying not to, perhaps. Uh, yeah, uh, musically, vocally, I I really feel like it is a almost a dreamscape of sorts. Uh, but I really, really just. Enjoy this. Enjoy this song. Uh, I feel like it's a really strong back half of this album, which you know is kind of rare. Usually, it, uh, a lot of these albums sputter. Just towards the end, it starts sputtering really bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think overall, uh, it's a really, it's a really solid uh, back half of the album for me. Yeah, I don't think there's been lulls in the album. I think it's, it's you know, been pretty even throughout the seven tracks we've listened to so far. Let's get to the last two here. This is track eight. This is Inner Sanctum.
Sorry, that's easily my favorite track on this album. I was just, just that, going to say the same fucking thing, dude. I that swear. Is did, pure did that, love. Did, pure did chewing satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole thing is that that's a well-constructed song. Um, I love the clean vocals. I love I love the change after in the vocalization. Uh, I love the tempo. There's everything about that song is winner, winner, chicken dinner. Rob? <laughs> well put. It's like dramatic pause and then two words. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. Uh, it's, it's not quite my favorite song on the album, uh, but it's it's up there. I really enjoy it. Uh, again, they managed to make seven minute songs and four minute songs equally as interesting. I feel it's it's a very positive song. Just looking at the lyrics too. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty much about finding that inner peace, even though you may be stumbling in your life, uh, you you find that place inside where, okay, uh, I can forge through this. I can get up and, and rise again. Uh, I mean, you look all, this, this is your, this is your positive metal piece coming from this band. Uh, we've talked a, a little bit about positive metal quite a, quite a ways back. Uh, some of the great stuff that we've heard hate breed some of that great stuff that they would bring this feels like this is something up there with that and cradle of filth right oh yeah 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 i just about said them i forgot <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh yes songs about fucking nuns um not not nuns having having sex with nuns that's what they think about and not terrible just, not terrible just sex. Uh, butt sex, I'm yeah. Sure. Butt sex with nuns. <laughs> That's cradle of filth. And here they you, say, everyone. and they say nuns have no fun. Oh no! <laughs> uh, more of that humor you've come to expect on the Metal Hammer of Doom. All right, let's close, yeah. let's close yeah, this yeah. out. This is a particularly cold September.
Is it just me, or did that have kind of like a Zeppelin feel to it? I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. You know, like like take out the the vocalist and throw Jimmy Page, uh, Jimmy Page or Robert Plant. I can't remember who sings in Led Zeppelin. Plant, Help me Plant, out, Jimmy Page is the guitarist, I think, and Plant is the singer. Okay. Yeah, like put Robert Plant in there, and and you could abs- you could absolutely fool people that that's like, you know, one of their folky Led Zeppelin songs. I dug it though. I, I like, you know, I thought it was an interesting way to end the album. Very different from some of the other stuff that we didn't hear the full nine fucking minutes because we ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> um, you know, overall, I would say, you know, I was starting to think B, but no, I'm gonna give this an A minus. Uh, this has been one of the more interesting albums we've heard this year, and boy, if we heard some doozies. Uh, I uh, I thought this you know Robert sometimes picks stuff from you know from off the beaten path, but I thought this was a really good choice, and I was happy to have gone through it and reviewed it with you guys. So I'm gonna go ahead and give this one an A minus. Ackercock, we salute you, Jesse. All right, Metal Injection, I think it was, gave this album a nine and a half out of ten. So I don't know dick when it comes to metal apparently uh so i you know, i just talk. know um, I, <laughs> I do not uh that's a nice one um sometimes <laughs> i caught i caught it it took me a while but i got it but look i'm a newbie so you know i'm get i'm getting my feet wet especially compared to the two co-hosts here on the metal hammer of doom when it comes to metal uh so this album felt very unique and it's i'll just go ahead and tell you personal taste it's not for me now that doesn't mean a whole lot because everybody has their own preferences when it comes to what they want to listen to some stuff will i you know as i'm continuing on my journey of re-education or education of metal here on the metal hammer of doom i'm getting a better feel on what i can tolerate and what immediately turns me off uh, now, Jason Mendonca is a vital part of this band, whether I like it or not. And as I said earlier, his sound is most likely integral to the feel of every song on this album and the band itself. Uh, so that being said, that unfortunately will most likely keep me from revisiting this album. That's okay, though, because... For our listeners out there, I want you to understand what we've heard tonight. You could tell his backup, you know, David Gray on the drums, Paul Scanlon guitars, Nathaniel Underwood on bass. They're all stellar. And we've heard some great music as, as we peruse through this album. So there's no way I can give this thing a thumbs down. So my advice to you guys out there, give it a shot and listen to the whole thing. Because what you've heard tonight is just snippets. We can only play so much, and each and every song on this album has such variance that there may actually be something you didn't have the opportunity to listen to that kind of speaks to you. Uh, with that being said, Coop, I turn it over to you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, this album is pretty much what I hoped it would be. Uh, I was really hoping for a return to form for them, and uh, they really surpassed my expectations. Um uh, I really enjoyed this album. Just absolutely loved it. This last song was my favorite of this album. Uh, it gets—it's a fucking awesome song. It—it it gets kind of crazy there towards the middle, 
and then just goes on a solo fest for the end of it. And it is the guitar work is just absolutely beautiful. Uh, love it. Just love this album. Um, and I might, I might give out the uh, the elusive five for this. Ooh. I just really, re- yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, it's an album that re- rewards repeat listens. Um, there's, there's a lot to dig into musically. There's a lot. Uh, lyrically, it's not the like necessarily the. Uh, I mean, it's not a very shallow album, but it's not one that like. There's not a ton to really dig into, but I I love just everything about this album. Just fucking dig it. I'm gonna go buy it. All right. So here's what you have to look forward to in the Metal Hammer of Doom for the rest of 2017 and into 2018. All right, schedule coming at you. Here we go. Next week, our uh, our homecoming show, the night before Thanksgiving, the Metal Hammer of Doom goes into the Wayback Machine and pulls out a turkey. And we review that turkey, and we suck the bones dry, ladies and gentlemen. We suck them. We, we chew up that dark meat, and we spit out the cartilage. All right, here we go. We, <laughs> we are going to review the night before Thanksgiving Poison, look what the cat dragged in. And I have a special opener for that show. Uh, I told Jesse about it a week or two ago. Uh, I don't want to give it away now, but Jesse, Jesse I'm going to have every I'm going to have Jesse show everyone his tits. That's what's going to happen. He's going to show everyone oh, yeah. his tits and we're going That's going to be that is going to be the album cover instead. Uh when you go to Blog Talk <laughs> Radio, it's just going to be a big old hairy nipple. <laughs> so, um that's there's an inside joke here, and you'll get it when I explain it on uh, Wednesday the 22nd when Jesse shows us his tits and we review Poison. Look what the cat dragged in. What a turkey. Um, the following week, we are back on schedule with new, with new albums. This one will have dropped on November 3rd, but we're going to get to it November 29th. Cannibal Corpse, Red Before Black. And in the month of uh, December, we've got... The Cavalera Conspiracy, uh, Psychosis, that, uh, that drops soon, as a matter of fact. And we're going to get to it December 6th. Robert Cooper takes over the show again. And as a matter of fact, it's just going to be him and Jesse Starcher on December 13th. I am taking the night off. And they are going to review... And, how do you fucking pronounce this? Neoblivascaris. Neo Neo Oblivascaris. Is that right? <laughs> it's it's Neoblivascaris. Yeah. So there Terrific. you go. Terrific. So Jesse and Robert Cooper are going to review that for you. I have I will have a friend in town for Star Wars, so I'm not going to make that show. But I'll be back for Star Wars week. It's going to be all things Star Wars from the 18th to the 22nd. And uh, that's in honor of The Last Jedi coming out, obviously. And we're going to review an album that came out actually the, uh, earlier this year, around February, as a matter of fact. Galactic Empire's self-titled debut album, Galactic Empire. It's going to be fantastic. It's all a part of Star Wars week. I can't wait. And then on the 27th of December, we are going to do our year-end special. Um, so, uh, so essentially our Christmas show this year is Galactic Empire. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but in the meantime, our, our end of the year special takes place on December 27th. 
Uh, last year, I believe the way we did it was we uh, some of us, you know, picked some of our favorite tracks of the year. I put on some stuff that uh, didn't make the show. A lot of singles, uh, things of that nature. So we'll figure out what we're going to do this year. Maybe we'll change some things up. Maybe we'll do some different things. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow do. And then come January 2018, we're going to kick the year off with one of Robert Cooper's favorite uh, bands who will have released an album, I believe, in December. We'll get to it December 3rd. uh, Sorry, January 3rd, kicking off 2018, right? Do you know what I'm talking about, Robert Cooper? We're talking about Morbid Angel, Kingdoms. What do you think about that? I love Morbid Angel. As long as it's not like their last album. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to uh that's that's kicking off January 2018. We're going to review Morbid Angel on January 3rd. The following week unless something better comes along, we're going to review the new Asking Alexandra self-titled album Asking Alexandra on January 10th. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then January 12th, a whole bunch of shit's dropping and we're just going to have to get to it week by week, bit by bit. Um, January 17th, the new Corrosion of Conformity album, uh, yeah. No Cross, No Crown. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, on January 24th, the Metal Hammer of Doom will review Avatar, Avatar Country. On the 31st of January, the new Leaves Eyes, Sign of the Dragon. And then finally, before Robert Cooper fucking kills himself with some of these choices I've picked, Robert Cooper, for you, my friend, we're going to review the new Orphan Land, Unsung, on February 7th. What do you think about that? This greatly excites me. Okay. It'll be an interesting now, album. That's, now, with, this is probably going to go through one more change. That's what we have um, going right now. But Machine Head is supposed to drop an album in January, mm-hmm. uh, January or February. So if it drops... Somewhere in the January 5th through the 26th, we're going to have to move some stuff around to accommodate the new machine head. But uh, hopefully it drops in February so we don't have to screw around with the schedule too much. Either way, look for a new machine head review coming at you in 2018. So that's that's what we got on there right now. Robert Cooper is going to go ahead and look at the list of upcoming releases and make sure there isn't anything that I skip that he's like, fuck you, Rattledge. This is what we're doing. You throw you, you take your schedule and you shove it. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. And, you know, Jesse, Jesse never seems to get a vote. Why is that, Jesse? Why don't you ever get a vote? Because I don't I don't plan like a year ahead. That's what it is. I'm going to have to start <laughs> looking at 2020 and beat you to it. <laughs> OK, Um. You can look at the 2018 and and you know contribute to the list here if there's something you're passionate about. Oh, but, there is. You know, there are a you, couple albums I'm keeping my eyes out for that I I know for an absolute fact that will be covered, or I'm going to try and twist somebody's arm so they will get covered on here. But I, I, again, we have no. They are all TBD. Yeah. So as the 2018 schedule unfolds, we'll we'll start to fill in the calendar dates. I, you know, unlike movies and te- and some television shows, I can't plan too far ahead uh because you know we don't we don't get those dates until much closer to the album releases with that said uh go check out the new source material they did a show on brian michael bendis uh, abandoning marvel for dc jesse starcher and i had a moral and philosophical discussion last night based around black mirror season three 
And yeah, we talked about fucking that pig, baby. We 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 talked <laughs> fucking that pig. Oh, fucking a pig. <laughs> next week, uh, speak. <laughs> next week, speaking of fucking pigs and turkeys, we got Justice League week. Oh boy. Uh, on source material is the Dark Side War, where I ask the question: Doesn't anyone rob a bank in the DC universe anymore? Uh, be be aware, this episode will give you a nosebleed. Um, Syphilis is coming. <laughs> Syphilis is coming. Hashtag. Uh, Tuesday is Damn You Hollywood Justice League. Uh, you know Robert Winfrey doesn't drink, but I think he might to get through this. I think he might break his vow of uh, sobriety. And, and have to knock one back or hit himself in the head with a hammer. One of the two. Uh, we have the aforementioned Poison Show. And then on the 24th, Black Friday, aptly named, we're going to do an on-trial. It's, it's one of the rare shows, one of the rare on-trials we do where we talk about a movie that we've already covered in some form or fashion, specifically on Damn You Hollywood when it, when it debuted. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Comer and I are going to put Batman v Superman on trial. And it's going to be hilarious. Um, the following week, Source Material is going to look at the 18-issue uh, run of The Runaways. We're going to review Coco on Damn You Hollywood and then the aforementioned Cannibal Corp show. So that's what we got going on in the near and far future. Jesse Starcher, go ahead and plug away. All right. You did everything pretty much that I can think of. Uh, the only other thing that I'd like to add is, like, ladies and gentlemen, Go give that Rattlich in Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, uh, I, just about darn near any, any, anywhere good podcasts can be found. Just search Rattlich, type that into the search bar, R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H. You're going to hopefully be able to find the network pretty easily. Subscribe, rate us, all that great stuff. Uh, if you'd like to do so, if you're a Twitter man and you'd like to get on the Twitters, you can follow me at Stiznarchy on Twitter. Also, Source Material does have a Twitter. Twitter, it's at Source Matt Cast. I think that's it. I'm 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 turning it over to Coop right now. I was this hey podcast. Coop. Okay. <laughs> the the long pauses trick me every time. I'm like he didn't hear me. All right, sorry, Coop. Continue. There's I this podcast. I'm uh, I'm on it. Uh, yeah. There's that. Uh, w2mnet.com, which is still a funny website because it has net.com. Um, yeah, I should be on there. Uh, World Tag League. Uh, well, actually, G1 Tag League. Uh, I should be on that roundtable on the wrestling side. So that'll be pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it's my buddy Sean Garmer. It's his, it's his site. We share con- podcasting content with him, so that's pretty neat. I dig it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Sentai Rider Podcast at Facebook.com. So Sentai Rider Podcast is S-E-N-T-A-I-R-I-D-I Podcast. And then uh, ScrapingTheBarrel.com. My buddy Kevin. This is a podcast, yeah. I shared it up once. There's a picture of a dumpster fire, so I agree. Hey, Cooper, guess what's coming out next February? These nuts. I knew s- got him. Got him. These nuts. No, a new Saxon album. Ooh. Called Thunderbolt. Little Saxon. I can dig it. All right. Well, if there's nothing better to do that week, uh, we'll, we'll fit it into the February uh, schedule. 
Because why? Because why not talk about some Saxon, right? Everybody loves Saxon. Who doesn't love Saxon? Guess he doesn't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> you are correct, sir. All right. <laughs> this show is dying a slow death, so let's let's, let's call it a night, ladies and germs. Uh, for the Metal Coop, the Robert Cooper. Yep. For for Jesse Starcher, the disapproving dad and the host of Sauce Material in his own right. I am your mandated reporter, Mr. Mark Rattledge, and this has been the Metal Hammer of Doom. Be well, be safe, and behave. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.